Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) I love getting to be with you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for your willingness to transcend time and space so that we can have this time together to awaken to a miraculous life. So grateful for that opportunity. Ah, what a blessing. I am coming to you today from Cancun, Mexico. I'm here for the HeartMath Global Conference. So if you happen to be here, please let me know. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day here. And I was greeted yesterday with a double rainbow. Isn't that wonderful? Such a blessing. Speaking of blessings, let's turn within and bless ourselves right here and right now. I invite you to place your hand on your heart. Let's open-heartedly declare our willingness. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember, to recognize, to joyfully allow ourselves to be in tune with that higher Holy Spirit self. We partner up with the Holy Spirit. We partner up with our divinity, which is the divinity of all life. We declare our willingness to live a life of love, to walk the talk, to live the love so fully and so completely that everyone around us has a miraculous healing. We are grateful to walk in the love of God on the path of lasting happiness. We are grateful and thankful to join together for this joyous purpose and to allow the healing to simply be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. Ah. <laughs> so there is a path to lasting happiness and it's not complicated and it's actually not hard but it does require a great great willingness so we're cultivating that yes we are so grateful to cultivate it together mm-hmm. much easier to move on down the road Uh, like the sit in the whiz when we're doing it together. And the perfect happiness, the beauty, the truth, the joy is there for us. We're tuning into it. We're allowing it to be revealed to us. And it does seem like there's a secret to lasting happiness. One thing that came clear to me years ago that's been extremely helpful to me is to recognize the blocks to happiness. And one of the blocks to happiness uh, that we constantly talk about, it's the block to love, which is our opinions, our judgments, and our perceptions, right? So we'll talk about that and we always talk about that because that's the whole ball of wax right there. And let's start with this though. So let's talk about joy and perception. So I'm looking at chapter six, section two. And chapter six, section two is called the alternative to projection. And in paragraph five, it says, the Holy Spirit begins by perceiving you as perfect. That's where the Holy Spirit begins, perceiving you as perfect. And... We can perceive ourselves as perfect. One of the affirmations that I have found very helpful is simply, I am perfect. I am perfect. It's going to bring up 
your beliefs that might be contrary to your perfection. And that's good. Bring them to your awareness. And then as they bubble up, like bubbles to the surface of the lake, when they pop on the surface of the lake and become your awareness, your conscious awareness, then offer it like a perfect gift, the perfect gift that it actually is. Offer it to the Holy Spirit. This thought of my imperfection I no longer need. Holy Spirit, take it from me. Remove all traces of it from my mind, from my heart, from my awareness, from my activities. Undo all the consequences of my wrong decision. Please, take them all. I'm no longer interested in them. I'm grateful and thankful to let them go. So the thought comes up, oh, I'm an idiot. Right then, as soon as you feel that, ugh, Holy Spirit, take this thought out of my mind so I never think it again. It's no longer useful to me. Now, remember that thought, I'm an idiot. At some point, that was the decision you made, consciously, unconsciously. It's a decision you made. Could have been. 50 lifetimes ago, we don't know, it does not matter because time and space are an illusion. We don't have to analyze where it came from, why it came from, what it came from, when it came from, who it came from. None of that matters. The spirit knows all of that. Our higher self knows the whole story in perfect, pristine detail. None of that matters. All that's required for us to let it go is that willingness. Your willingness is all that is required. Let us give up the idea that more is required. You can, can you see how that would put you on the fast path to lasting happiness? Giving up any idea that you have to prove something, you have to make something happen, you have to figure it out, you have to analyze it and understand it. All of that laboring in vain is removed give it away give it away give it away now to the holy spirit don't need it anymore done complete thank you very much <laughs> so the holy spirit begins by perceiving you as perfect knowing this perfection is shared the Holy Spirit recognizes it in others, thus strengthening it in both. Instead of anger, this arouses love for both because it establishes inclusion. Perceiving equality, the Holy Spirit perceives equal needs. All right, so let's talk about equality here for a moment because this is a key part of the healing. A Course in Miracles uses the word equality, and I understand that. For me, it's not the best word. Unity or oneness is more accurate. When this was written, I, I get that equality was a good thing. We were coming out of the civil rights movement or still in it for sure. And so there was in and the feminist movement in the United States, this rising up uh, and taking nonviolent action and, and working for equality, equal pay, equal rights. That was the conversation at the time that this came through Helen Shuckman. But now, with all the beautiful work of the Fillmores and Ernest Holmes and all their students coming forth, and we have this glorious New Thought movement uh, in consciousness, these teachings of the Fillmores and the Holmes, uh, Ernest Holmes, and uh, also many other people, of course. We can think of Mary Baker Eddy. We can think of uh, my hero, Phineas P. Quimby. We can think of, uh, well, going back to Swedenborg, of course, and we can think of um, Emma Curtis 
Hopkins, and so many more. So many more. Mm-hmm. Emily Cady, so many more. Fox, so many more. These beautiful teachings of, uh, we could categorize them all as part of the New Thought movement. So since the time when A Course in Miracles was written, we've come to, in the New Thought movement, understand oneness and unity more clearly. So to me, these are more helpful words. Perceiving unity, the Holy Spirit perceives unified needs. I'll edit that sentence, okay? This invites atonement automatically because atonement is the one need in this world that is universal. So what is atonement? Atonement is the recognition that there was never a separation, could never be a separation, will never be a separation. It's kind of an awkward thing, but um, uh, verbally, but that's what the atonement means in A Course in Miracles. And at one minute works for me, but we call it atonement. So atonement is the one need we have in this world, the recognition that unity is... And that's it. Unity is. So to perceive yourself this way, unified with all beings, is the only way in which you can find happiness in this world. That's it. Right there. The path to lasting happiness. To perceive yourself as one with all is the only way you can find happiness in this world. To accept the atonement for yourself, to accept the unity of all life for yourself is the only way in which you can find happiness in this world. Happiness meaning true, lasting happiness. And that is because it is the acknowledgement that you are not in this world. For the world is is unhappy and that's not where we are so this to me is very very helpful right so this is again chapter six and it's section two the alternative to projection and it's paragraph five and then it goes on to say here how else can you find joy in a joyless place except by realizing that you are not there You cannot be anywhere God did not put you and God created you as part of him. That is both where you are and what you are. It is completely unalterable. It is total inclusion. You cannot change it now or ever. It is forever true. It is not a belief but a fact. Anything that God created is as true as God is. Its truth lies only in its perfect inclusion in God, who alone is perfect. To deny this is to deny yourself and God, since it is possible, impossible to accept one without the other. So this is the only way there is to lasting happiness, is to recognizing we're not here in this world. We're observing it in our mind we're experiencing it in our mind but it's not where we live think of playing a video game i really think that's the best analogy think of um you see the holy spirit gives us these wonderful things like the movie the matrix right neo the keanu reeves character he puts the software program and everything into his head And he's able to project his mind into that computer matrix. But his body is not there. His body is in that chair. First it's in the pod, and then it's in the chair, right? And then we can think of the movie Avatar, right? So the movie Avatar, again, body's in the pod, mind is projected, 
The body is safe in the pod, no matter what the avatar is going through. It's not really them. It's an avatar. Or avatar. Avatar. You say avatar, I say avatar. (laughs) It doesn't matter. So, Holy Spirit gives us these visual representations in movies to help us understand projection and to understand that we're not really here, but we can still experience it in such a way that we're completely identified with the projection. So there you go. I'm going to say again, Atonement is the one need in this world that is universal. At one minute, understanding the unity of all life is the one need that's universal. To perceive yourself this way, unified, one with all, one with God, is the only way in which you can find happiness in the world. That is because it is the acknowledgement that you are not in this world for the world is unhappy. So A Course in Miracles is a mind training to understand this by removing the blocks to love, by removing the blocks to clear insight, by removing the blocks to our holiness, our perfection. Where are the blocks? They're in our mind. They're in our awareness. And we can let them go. We can absolutely let them go. So another aspect of this mind training is to recognize that We're obsessed with the meaning we've made of things. I'm going to put you to the early Course in Miracles lessons that are so helpful. Seriously, uh, very helpful to really stick to those early Course lessons. Lesson 28. Above all else, I want to see things differently. Today, we are really giving specific application to the idea for yesterday. So what was yesterday? Lesson 27, above all else, I want to see. So above all else, I want to see things differently, meaning I'd like to see beyond my perceptions and projections to what the truth really is. So In these practice periods, you will be making a series of definite commitments. The question of whether you will keep them in the future is not our concern here. If you're willing to at least make them now, you've started on the way to keeping them. And we're still at the beginning. I I just love the way Jesus presents this, you know, gently. Like, just do the best you can. Make the commitment. If you break the commitment, well, you know, let's just keep moving forward. Love that. He goes on to say, you may wonder why it is important to say, for example, above all else, I want to see this table differently, right? So this is from the lesson to the day before. In itself, it is not important at all. So don't get hung up on being able to see the table beyond your perception and projection of it. Don't get hung up on that. Instead, just recognize you're just exploring. He says, yet what is by itself? So in itself, it is not important at all to see the table differently. In itself, yet what is by itself? Nothing, right? We live in a unified field. And what does in itself mean? You see a lot of separate things about you, which really means you are not seeing it all. So we look at, oh, there's the table, there's the chair, there's the sofa, there's the cup on the table, there's the window. They all seem like separate things. 
but they're not. They're part of a unified field. So he says here, you see a lot of separate things about you, which really means you are not seeing it all. You either see or not. You either see or not. Hmm. When you have seen one thing differently, you will see all things differently. The light you will see in any one of them is the same light you will see in them all. So this is why we just work with, above all else, I want to see things differently. Above all else, I want to truly see. Above all else, I want to see. And for myself, I take that word want out of it. Above all else, I'd like to see. Above all else, the deep desire of my heart is to see. That feels more accurate to me, for me. So it just takes out the wanting, the craving, the needing. I'd like to see. The deep desire of my heart is to see. So in itself, it's not important at all to see the table differently. Yet what is by itself and what does in itself mean? You see a lot of separate things about you, which really means you are not seeing at all. You either see or not. When you have seen one thing differently, you will see all things differently. The light you see in any one of them is the same light you will see in them all. When you say, above all else, I want to see this table differently, you are making a commitment to withdraw your preconceived ideas about the table and open your mind to what it is and what it is for. You are not defining it in past terms. You are asking what it is rather than telling it what it is. This is so important in our happiness, right? Instead of telling everything what it is, I see you, I know what you are, and I know what you're for. No. Remember, this is lesson, we're looking at 28 here, which 25 is, I don't know what anything is for. So helpful to me. Life-changing. I don't know what anything is for. Whenever you're upset, just take your hands like you're wiping them, saying goodbye, I don't know what anything is for. That's what I do. Goodbye to my perceptions. I don't know what anything is for. Thank you very much. Perception. Now I choose truth. I choose the facts. I once was blind, but now I see. Holy Spirit, bring amazing grace into my mind so that I can see what's actually there. I don't know what anything is for, except it's for my good, and I'd like to see how. I'd like to know how. I'd like to live in my true reality instead of the matrix I made up. He goes on to say, when you say, above all else, I want to see this t- table differently, you are making a commitment to withdraw your preconceived ideas about the table and open your mind to what it is and what it is for. You are not defining it in past terms, right? You're allowing your mind to become free. You're asking what it is rather than telling what it is. You are not binding its meaning to your tiny experience of tables, nor are you limiting its purpose to your little personal thoughts. So just think of, most people think of a table, right? You think of a kitchen table. Most people think of it as something you sit down and eat at. But you can also stand by it and lay out a pie crust and and, um, make things on it. You could also stand on it in order to reach uh, the ceiling and change a light bulb. Right? You could, uh, what was that movie with Jack Nicholson and Jessica Lang? She was baking, and he comes in, and they end up having sex on the table. Right? They push everything off the table. It becomes a platform for their sex. 
So let's get rid of the preconceived notions about tables. Just as an example, just freeing our mind, opening up the edges. Committing ourselves to truly seeing beyond our tiny experience of tables. So when we're making this commitment, it's I'm willing to see what's really going on here. And moving beyond our past, our history, and the meaning that we have made of things for eons. This is where true happiness lies, right? It's that moment on Christmas morning when Ebenezer Scrooge wakes up and realizes it's Christmas, he's not dead, he's learned all from the three ghosts, and now he says, I don't know anything. And he's so delighted that he doesn't know anything. We can live in that space. It's time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I was just looking at this beautiful little yellow bird in the palm tree outside my window. Precious. (laughs) Yes. So uh, before I forget, because I often do, if you're interested in getting email announcements when the radio show transcripts are posted... Uh, you can text radio to the number 35227. So you send a text message to the number 35227, and you text the word radio to that number. And then uh, you'll get a message back about how to subscribe to the emails that we send when the transcript is ready and done, and we also put in that email the highlights of the transcript and what point in the radio show I talked about that particular thing. And uh, it's just another additional service. Also, for those who might be new, don't know, we've transcribed all the episodes of the radio show. We have... uh, Oh, getting up to about 370 episodes now. And you can get all of them at livingacourseofmiracles.com. There are a lot of free resources, including the transcripts, totally free at livingacourseofmiracles.com while you're there. If you like this radio show, you can make a one-time donation or a recurring donation. Recurring donations are really helpful. Even $5 recurring, $10 recurring every month uh, is really super helpful to us in budgeting and planning, as you might imagine. Uh, Right now, we're in the stage of planning to roll out... uh, what I'll call uh, miracle circles. We're calling them miracle circles, like study groups, but somewhat different because instead of focusing on studying A Course of Miracles, we're focused on living A Course of Miracles. So we're getting ready. We're preparing to train miracle circle facilitators to facilitate these wonderful conversations about being miracle-minded. And all of that will be a free program. So if you'd like to support that, please do. We're about to do a fundraising effort to raise the money to pay for all the web parts and the staff parts to be able to have this program because it's um, going to be uh, quite involved. And, of course, then people all over the world can join together 
Uh, we're not sure what platform we're going to use, but something either like Zoom or similar to Zoom so we can meet in person, uh, weekly meetings in your miracle circles. In my year-long Masterful Living course, we have mastery circles that meet, and there are prayer partners in each of the circles. It's a very valuable part of that Masterful Living course program. And by the way, Masterful Living registration for 2019 is open right now. And uh, it's open until January, I think, 11th. We have an early bird special through December 31st, and then the price goes up January 1st. So the whole reason for that is to uh, inspire you to make that commitment to yourself right now and to lay the groundwork to jump right out of the box in early January. So we've had two years of working with the mastery circles in Masterful Living, and they've been so fruitful and people love them so much that now we're expanding into having these miracle circles for people who would like to truly live A Course of Miracles and have that mighty companionship. So that program is coming forward. And, uh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, um, if you're interested in uh, the things that we're offering, you can also text miracles to three five two two seven. Miracles to three five two two seven. So lots of good things unfolding. And speaking of free things, I also just did at jenniferhadley.com. You can find my free family forgiveness class that I just did. Powerful class for folks who are preparing for the holidays and family times and doing that forgiveness work. Oh, one more announcement here. Uh, I'm working on a healing, forgiveness, miracles, and kundalini yoga retreat, a five-day retreat. I haven't done um, a five-day retreat, I don't think ever, with Lisa Natoli. John Mundy, Corinne Zupko, and some of my kundalini teacher friends. We're going to do kundalini yoga every day, which is uh, often a more gentle, deeply clearing, healing, sacred yoga practice. And we are going to have a lot of fun. We are going to practice a lot of forgiveness. We're going to open ourselves to profound healing. Many people who come on retreat with me, we have a lot of testimonials. People have healing of chronic pain and digestion issues, family issues, lots of miracles. So we're going to do a five-day retreat, and here are the dates, March 20th to the 24th. It's a Wednesday to a Sunday. It includes the equinox, the spring equinox, and the full moon. How cool is that? So, And it's going to be in New York State uh, probably we found a place, uh, well, let's say somewhere in the Poughkeepsie area. More details to come, but you can save those dates and come join us. And you know what? Uh, if you're coming from somewhere else in the world, we can. Uh, you can come early and stay late, and we we can have a just a total miraculous healing extravaganza. I'm totally up for that. All right, let's go back to the path of lasting happiness here. So now check this out, okay? We're talking about our willingness to see the table differently, our willingness to commit to seeing things as they truly are, a willingness to lay on the altar our preconceived notions, our projections and our perceptions, the meaning that we've made of things, our interpretations, our opinions, our judgments, all words for the same things, so that we can actually move into vision. So this is what Jesus says to us here. We're still in workbook lesson 28. And finishing up paragraph three here, it says, 
about opening our mind to what it is, what anything is, what it is for, but specifically talking about the table here. He says, when you open your mind to see beyond your preconceived ideas about the table, you are not defining it in past terms. You are asking it what it is rather than telling it what it is. You see there? I don't know what anything is for. I'll let Spirit tell me. I'm willing to know what things are really for. I'm tired. I'm exhausted from projecting. I'm exhausted from trying to figure it out. I'm going to relax my mind and say, you tell me what you're for. You are not binding its meaning to your tiny experience of tables, nor are you limiting its purpose to your little personal thoughts. Do you really want to live in a world where it's just your little personal thoughts? I remember I lived uh, uh, alone for 22 years in the same apartment in Los Angeles. It was a beautiful place. I was very happy living there, and that's where the majority of my spiritual transformation took place, a lot of it. And for years, I lived alone. Why? Because I was so judgmental and attacking of other people, projecting all my self-doubt and my self-hatred out onto others, that I just didn't want to be around other people because I was triggered constantly. You see, this is why Buddha says that the way of the householder, the person who's living with other people, is a faster path to awakening than being the monk or the nun who lives in a cave by themselves. But that's all I could handle. But as soon as I had some breakthroughs in that and I recognized, dang, Here's my challenge. It's all these judgments. It's all these opinions. That's the thing that's really freaking me out. It's not other people. It's what I think about them that's bothering me. I'm never upset for the reason I think. I think I'm upset because she's acting like an idiot and he's being a jerk And she's not doing what I want her to do. And he's not doing what I think he should do. And that's why I'm upset. No, I'm upset because of my thoughts about them. And I don't take ownership of it. I blame it on them. It's their fault. They're ruining my life. So I was living alone to avoid stewing in that garbage, right? living in that stinky diaper diaper of my own stinking thinking. I was living alone so I would get less triggered. But as soon as I moved to that willingness to be all in for God, that willingness to take total responsibility for everything I see, responsibility for sight, I am responsible for what I see and everything is just as I wish it would be, Right? That's my little paraphrase of that, that responsibility for sight teaching from the text. And then what did God do? Sent me out traveling. <laughs> Kicked me out of my house. <laughs> I just knew, I, oh, I got to go. I got to go. And I started traveling, staying with other people spending a lot of time staying with my brother and his family and visiting other people and living in other places and where I can't control everything, right? Can't control when the meal's going to be served or what's going to be served and having to start to say, okay, all right, let me give up all the meaning that I give to everything and live on a path of happiness instead I don't know what anything is for, except it's for my healing, it's for my good, it's for my benefit. Let me see only that. Holy Spirit, teach me, show me. Uh, I'm so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Moving into that space. Profound. So great. So back to uh, workbook lesson 28. And... Paragraph four, 
You will not question what you have already defined, right? Why would you question it? Hmm? And the purpose of these exercises is to ask questions and receive the answers. Get us trained into asking the Holy Spirit, what's it for? What's it for? In saying, above all else, I want to see this table differently, you are committing yourself to seeing. It is not an exclusive commitment. In other words, you you can make more than one commitment. It is a commitment that applies to the table just as much as to anything else, neither more nor less. So you can make a commitment to seeing everything, not just the table, clearly. By just going throughout our day and when you feel tweaked about something, you know, why won't this drawer open? (laughs) Why won't this drawer shut? Why is that man beeping his horn? That commitment can apply to everything that annoys us and bothers us. Paragraph five, you could, in fact, gain vision from just that table if you would withdraw all your own ideas from it and look upon it with a completely open mind. It has something to show you, something beautiful and clean and infinite and of infinite value, full of happiness and hope. Hidden under all your ideas about it is its real purpose, the purpose it shares with all the universe. To love you. Those are my words. To love you. To love us. I, I um, through my uh, Course of Miracles work and through this ministry, I've had the good fortune to meet wonderful people. So many wonderful people. Good Lord. So many wonderful people. Just it's the best of the best. You know, not that people are better than others, but for me, it's the best of the best experiences to be able to have time and connect with my brothers and sisters who are so wonderful. And that's, to me, the wonderful gift of my Masterful Living course is over the years, it's going to be the 11th year next year, 2019, you know, I I don't know how many people a thousand or more, just wonderful people, wonderful people. And one of the wonderful people I've met over the years is uh, a w- wonderful Course of Miracles teacher, Regina Dawn Akers. And we love to get together and have a conversation. And I've had her on my radio show two or three times. I encourage you to go to the archive and look for those. Oh, by the way, I keep forgetting to announce there's a funky doodle thing with iTunes and podcasts. So iTunes, every time we add a new episode to the podcast for this Course in Miracles radio show, it kicks the oldest one out. So we've created a second podcast called A Course in Miracles Archive. A Course in Miracles Archive. So To get all the radio shows, you need to have both podcasts. So just letting you know that. And so uh, if you, I just don't know if you'll be able to get, if some of those, one maybe one of those Regina Dawn Acres shows would be in the archive. But you can get everything at livingacourseofmiracles.com. But the simplest thing is to get sign up for the podcasts, the two podcasts, A Course in Miracles and A Course in Miracles Archive. So, Regina Dawn Akers, yes. I think she talked about this in the radio show. Pretty sure she did. I know we've talked about it in the Living A Course of Miracles classes. So there's a, a ton of living, oh, I don't know how many, close to 200 maybe, Living A Course of Miracles classes with all kinds of Course of Miracles teachers. Some of them are paid. Some of them are free. Check it all out at livingacourseofmiracles.com. And Regina has talked about experiences such as she had a mystical experience where she totally tuned into the consciousness of an apple 
and felt its joy and felt its joy as she was eating it. She also had an experience, I think it was in a hotel room in Japan, where she tuned into the consciousness of the towel rack, right? We think that inanimate objects have no consciousness. Well, anything made of the elements has consciousness. It does. So uh, her experiences really help us to understand what Jesus is saying here, that everything, the table and everything else, has something to show you, something beautiful and clean and of infinite value, full of happiness and hope. And that was Regina's experience of connecting with the consciousness of the apple and connecting with the consciousness of the towel rack. It was thrilling to her to feel the joy of the apple, that she's, she's enjoying that apple, that the towel rack is being used to support her life experience. I remember uh, I had a similar experience when I was in Greece. Uh, I've been fortunate. When my best friend lives in Greece. She's Greek, and she has a home in Athens, a home on the island of Andros. So I've been there many times, and I was in the house in Andros there on the sea, and a beautiful day sunny outside I was working inside and I felt so strongly the slate tiles outside on the patio calling to me come outside walk on us feel the warm sun on the tiles We've prepared this for you. Come, enjoy it. Come, come. It was so strong. I, it was so clear. The tiles were speaking to me. So I went out and walked upon them with my bare feet. Bare feet. You see, all of life is like this, saying, come, come enjoy. Come see the beauty. Come experience the happiness of communion with all life. So that's the path of lasting happiness, recognizing nothing is separate. All of life is awake, right? Think of uh, the peaceful warrior, Dan Millman's story, right? There's never nothing happening because all of life is awake. It's awake and we can be in that awake state. Jesus says at the end of paragraph 5 here in Lesson 28, Hidden under all your ideas about it is its real purpose, the purpose it shares with all the universe. In using the table as a subject for applying the idea for today, you are therefore really asking to see the purpose of the universe. You will be making the same request of each subject that you use in the practice periods, and you are making a commitment to each of them to let its purpose be revealed to you instead of placing your own judgment upon it. So practicing, above all else, I want to see. See what's truly there. Now, think of the tiles and the towel rack, and the apple, and think of yourself. Jesus tells us in A Course in Miracles that true joy comes from being of service. The tiles calling me to come enjoy what they had prepared. The towel rack, Regina felt its joy at her 
using the towel rack. She felt the joy of the apple, right? Everything has that joy to offer us because everything is offering us a service. Even the ones who seem to be against us, even the ones who seem to be locking up children in cages and uh, racist actions, all of it is offering us a service to see things differently, to feel the unity of all life, to not judge, to not put into our awareness the thoughts of separation, to not agree to them anymore, to no longer value them, to make a new decision. I only think the thoughts I think with God. That was very helpful to me in making this turn. Just breathing with it. We know we're not seeing things correctly when we're upset. That's the indicator. I must have made a wrong decision because I am not at peace. We can change our mind. Yes. And it's very challenging when we try to do it by ourselves without the Holy Spirit. And that's why I like working in groups where we're all doing it together and we can remember to laugh. Oh, I got so upset yesterday. <laughs> I was so convinced that things were not working together for my good. <laughs> I spent an hour complaining and judging and criticizing. <laughs> but then I remembered, Holy Spirit, help me now. Holy Spirit, take these thoughts out of my mind so I never think them again. Yes. That's what prayer partners are for. That's what support is for, spiritual counselors, all these different things. So Masterful Living Early Bird Registration. I don't think I've done an early bird registration in years. So come get it if you're interested. Let's lock it in that 2019 is our year for happiness. So good. Let's pray. And a big thank you to all our donors. So in gratitude... We partner up with the Holy Spirit and we give thanks for all the good that's surely happening in our awareness. In gratitude, we let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen, amen. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah.